your host. This is the World Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to our TLC review. And I am your host, RJD. That's me. And I'm with my co-host today. Back again, Aria and Alex. Say what's up to the people. What's up? What's up? What's happening? Hey, everyone. I feel like it's been a long time. You know, we missing Isaac, but it's a yeah. long time that we have at least three of us together. Oh, yeah. Where I'm gonna take this time to personally shout out my boy Isaac. Uh, hopefully he's doing good. Wish him well. We're gonna rock this out in support of you, and we're gonna make sure shit is right. Um, yesterday was TLC. Yes. We're gonna get into this recap. We're gonna start up, start off from the top. But first, pass it over to Alex first, ladies first. How did you like the show? Before we get into it. And you got to be honest. We know you got WWE bias, but you got to be honest. <laughs> and Alex, I'm going to let you finish. But, like, we need to say, hey, we need to, you guys need to subscribe to our channel. You know, we love putting out videos. Feel free to subscribe and support us on Patreon. Links in the description. We put out a video. And, you know, Alex, back, right back at you, girl. Yeah, I love, you know what? I, I, I just did. He did a Kanye West on me. With, yeah. with I'm going to let you talk right now. Yeah, but gonna, listen, you got to hear this first. I'm going to let you talk right now, but we got to hear this first. All right. So the show was okay. Um, oh, shit. He's fucking up already. God. Oh, God. I give right, the show stop, stop, a 7.5 overall. There were certain. Yeah, look, Garnio, you going that high? It was seven four There was decent matches in in the pay per view, and there were certain boring matches that did. I have no idea what was the point of them, and yeah. some of them ended kind of stupid. And I was a little disappointed on some results that could have been a little different. Uh, but I give it a seven point five because what there were good matches kind of saved the that grade to go down very low. So for Beating the end of the pay-per-view for WWE, I think they did okay. Um, they're not going to top off what they did um, for Survivor Series. Survivor Series was outstanding. Talking oh. about three brands that was in that pay-per-view. So they're not going to top that out. You're talking about you had some matches. It felt like it was a, more of a SmackDown pay-per-view. Mm. And I was kind of watching it. Um, because it, it was giving me maybe like B-level sh- show. Well, it is uh-huh. it is a B level show, so that makes sense. So, <laughs> but they don't put as much effort when you know as Raw and SmackDown. So I felt like there was effort, but what there wasn't as much effort to end the year. How they they could have ended like Survivor Series, but then again, I understand why NXT doesn't have their own pay per views, so it was different. So you don't have all this stuff. So. It was a 7.5, certain matches. I guess we'll discuss the matches on the down, and I'll tell you which ones were my favorite and least favorite. <laughs> okay. Aria, uh, what are you giving this pay-per-view overall? Yeah, it's pretty smack bang in the middle, so I'm going to give it like a 6.5. Um, and it was 7 on some points, but like towards like some of the matches disappointed me so much that I'm, I'm putting it very much average. Uh, this is just because it's following up Survivor Series, which was a solid 9 um, and I think that, you know, if you compare one to the other, it's like, you know, it's a no contest, B-level B pay-per-view. There was no build to the pay-per-view before it started. It was just like thrown together, last-minute matches, last-minute build-ups. So I was like, mm, nah. And uh, luckily, some of the performers redeemed some of it, but I just didn't enjoy it as much. As in, it wasn't game-changing. It wasn't like, if you missed it, you missed a lot. It was like pretty average. Uh, it wasn't uh, anything significant. Um, um, so for me, it was a very poor performance compared to Survivor Series, which everyone was so hot at that point. You know, NXT, um, SmackDown, Raw, everyone seemed fresh and ready. And now it's like, we know it's the end of the year. We know it's winding down. We know it'll pick up again in Jan when Royal Rumble starts, starts to build and then WrestleMania season. So this is the lull before the storm. So I kind of expected it, but, you know, I wish they did a little more. Um, but it wasn't a bad show at all. Um, some good bright spots in the middle. Yeah. So, this shit sucked. So, um, <laughs> um, I'm just going to keep it a whole hundred. Uh, this show sucked. Oh, wow. It was, uh, 
this show peaked at nine o'clock. That like after nine o'clock, this show peaked. This show had a really good pre-show, a great first two matches, and then this show fell off a cliff and died a horrible, horrible death. The first two matches on this show were great. We'll get into them in a minute. After that, I legit, yeah, no. After that, it was like off a cliff, roller coaster, like the like the big roller coaster in Donny Park. It just it just tanked after this. <laughs> and I don't I don't know. Like uh, we'll talk about the main event. You know, there was there was a legit injury. There was a couple of injuries on this show actually. Yes. But we'll talk about the main event, which I thought would have been good had Kyrie saying that got hurt. But I'm gonna be honest. This show is like a four, maybe a four and a half to me, because like. I was bored. Like, I was sitting there with my wife earlier. I finished watching the show. So I watched some of it last night. And then I didn't, I, I knew we wasn't going to get on last night. So I said, let me watch the rest of it tomorrow. Give myself some time. Let yeah. me rewatch some things. Maybe, you know, watch it with fresh eyes. Yeah. And it still, it was, I was bored. In the middle of the show, I was bored. Like, everything after the first two matches, I was legit bored. Then last match, I got up four. And then it was just like, damn, this chick got hurt. And it's like, nah, it's not her fault. She made it through the match. Shout out to her. But it was just like, damn, this shit is boring. So, I mean, I, I'll go five. But I, I can't, like you said, smack dab in the middle. I can't I can't go higher than the five. But yeah. this show had potential. It started off hot um, to me. And I just want to take a little time to say that if I know this is a WWE podcast, but yes, this is a little bit of the bubbly right here. Oh, okay. uh, so, um, but don't worry, I won't be slurring my words. I just, you know, <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> Shout out to Jericho. But um, yeah. So let's let's get into it. Um, one thing I do want to say before we get into it is, I want to get your thoughts. Samoa Joe on commentary, A plus, right? Oh yeah. Did you guys realize how good Samoa Joe is on commentary? He's smooth, right? He's pretty smooth. I think he's a smooth operator. Um, I, I like him. I think it's a fresh change to the show. I mean, I'm tired of Michael Cole at this point. I feel like we're all tired of Michael Cole, are you? Yeah, I feel like we've heard him for too long. Of Cole. <laughs> <laughs> you think about it, Michael Cole was good when Taz was there, and Samoa Joe is gonna do good. You're talking about he's a wrestler. He knows how to describe the, the mm. action the right he's, way. He's a talker. He's always been a great talker. Yeah, he knows how to talk, he knows how to flow, he knows how to say things in certain ways that the other people who are not wrestlers can say certain things and say, kind of get you involved and kind of get you interacting with the match also. So I think he's doing a phenomenal job, and um, I don't want him to stay there. Neither do I. Wish him a speed of recovery on his thumb, for real. Yeah as soon as possible, but if he's not, then there's a completely understanding if, God forbid, he can't wrestle again, he would do an excellent person as commentary. We all know Isaac loves the Mojo as well, so we know that he's hoping the Mojo comes back uh, ASAP. So yeah, we all all hope he comes back, we love him in the ring, but uh, we're enjoying the commentary while it lasts, you know, so. All right, so with that being said, let's get into the show. So, we had the kickoff show for TLC, we had Humberto Carrillo, want to make sure I say that right, beating Andrade via pinfall. So uh, I guess I'll start off. This match was good. I saw this match. Uh, I like Humberto Carrillo. I know they was, you know, they want to make him into the next Eddie Guerrero. That's very, very high praise, which you do not throw out Eddie Guerrero's name lightly in comparison to anyone because he was phenomenal. But you know, Vince all of a sudden just didn't like him anymore, and they stopped pushing him. But Andrade, we all know he's a savage in the ring. He's great. Selena Vega's great. They're great as heels. They teased a little breakup in this match. Um, uh, Carrillo ended up hitting him with the moonsault and got the pinfall. This match was great. I loved it. It was awesome. What do you guys think? Um, you want me to go first, Harry? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead, cool. Alex. Um... Overall, I did enjoy this match, and you're right. They were pushing him, um, Uberto, um, a lot, and then they kind of stopped pushing him out there. But yeah. that's like anything. If the crowd is not connecting with yeah. the superstar, they're not going to push him. Very and it true. sucks because the, the crowd, the fans are not connecting with him. Maybe it's the entire something about him. The fans are not gravitating towards him. 
He's a phenomenal wrestler. Wrestler. He does great moves in the ring. So I don't know what it is that he's not connecting with the fan base. I don't know if it's his look. I don't know what it is, but he's just not connecting with the fans because the fans are not connecting with him. So you could definitely get crickets on the way out. You're right. (laughs) So it sucks because he is a phenomenal wrestler. You could tell he has potential if they put a good um, story with him. He could definitely do something with it. They try, but I don't know what it is. Maybe it's the writers. They need to improve and maybe work with him. And maybe not push him into maybe Eddie Guerrero lane. That could yeah. also affect the fans because they probably like Eddie Guerrero had his own lane. Let's not push mm-hmm. him into that lane. And that happened uh, similar to um, Enzo and the guy yeah, who Big Cash. Big Cash. When they say Big Cash was Shawn Michaels, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Because Shawn, Michael. Shawn, Shawn Michaels did say Big Cash reminds him of him. And I don't know what Big Shawn Cash? Yeah, Big he Cash? said, oh, Enzo, he said that interview. And Enzo? He, he, Big Cash reminds him of him when he was uh, young. Was, with the hair? I have no <laughs> idea what he was doing. The only person that reminds me of Shawn Michaels right now is Adam Cole. Yeah, he looks like Shawn Michaels, dude. Because Adam Cole, he's got the swag like Shawn Michaels had. He's a pretty boy like Shawn Michaels was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He could talk like Shawn Michaels used to talk. You could tell he studies Shawn. Yeah. Like, you could tell that. Yeah. Big Cass is like 6'9". Yeah, he's a... 50. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, Shawn Michaels said that a long time ago in an interview. I don't know what Shawn Michael... Maybe you was trying to give him the rub, you know? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> His eye was not connecting with the yeah. character. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he had too much bubbly that day. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's the issue. I think fans don't want the new superstars being connected to legends, and especially maybe legends that have already sealed or they've already passed and... I don't think fans want to connect to that. So I think that's, they already messed up by doing that. Yes, us fans could be like, man, he reminds me of Shawn Michaels. He reminds me of this. But we don't want WWE to point that out. We want us to be the ones to say that. That's the that's like the future Shawn Michaels, the future Undertaker. And anybody, anytime they mention something like that, that superstar goes right down the hill and, and, and doesn't succeed. And for Andrade, Andrade is phenomenal with, um, I forgot, Vega, she's phenomenal too. I think they do a, a great team together. And Andrade is getting a phenomenal push because he is with Charlotte. That's my girl, but he is getting a, a lot, big, big push recently a lot. He's and getting a big push, all right. <laughs> Listen, you, got, you guys started this, okay? You started this. So, <laughs> He's getting um a big push because he's <laughs> it. I got Good for it. Him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Overall, it, it was a great start. I think the first match was a definitely a great start for the pay per view. Yeah, um, yeah, I think she covered so much, but I think they were teasing a bit of the breakup between Zarina Vega and Andrade. And I'm like, damn, wait a second, these guys like Andrade was at say a, an X level, but with Zarina Vega, he was on the next level because he. You know, he obviously his, I mean, you know, his English needs a little bit of work in terms of the promos. So Zelina Vega was fire on the mic. She's she was a perfect hype man. She was a perfect manager. They made a good team and all the way back in NXT as well. Like they've been together a while, so there is a fan association. I know that right now that Zelina Vega is uh, is with Alistair Black and Andrade is with Charlotte Flair. They're married, yeah, and and Charlotte Flair is dating Andrade. So maybe because they're public with their relationships that they're trying to separate them because people know they aren't like an item or a couple. Maybe is that why? But it doesn't make any sense. I feel like no, uh, not at all. I feel like they're really good together, and it's not like one of those tag team breakups where you can see them in a match together or something. I feel like um, unless they do something, you know, with the storyline, uh, which really surprises us. Unless it's something like that, I think it's a bad idea to break them up. They're both great together. I don't know what Zelina Vega would do without him and nor would Andrade without her. So I hope they, they know what they're doing. Because, you know, this is what, what I was afraid of with, you know, I know we'll get to that match in a bit with Miz and Dan Bryan and and Bray and Wyatt. And I was like, why is the Miz even involved? And then they've kind of brought full circle. I'm like, oh, wow, that is great use of the Miz. And that's like, wow, that what a build up to 
to the TLC. It was, it was like short but very effective build up. So I'm like, if they do something like that with Zelina Vega and Andrade, then I'm all for it. But if they have no idea what they're doing, keep them together. They work. You know, there's so few managers today. Think about it. There's so few uh, guys uh, with managers who are effective and who work as a team. So it's like, you know, the only few that are left, don't break them up for the for the heck of it. So Listen, this was his problem in NXT. In NXT, he was just a pretty boy. Like, they just marketed him as a pretty boy. He went out and got drunk and could get, get, get <laughs> any girl he wants. Then they put Zelina Vega with him, and he just skyrocketed to the moon because they work so well together. So I agree 100%, 110% with you, Arya. Hope they don't break them up. I hope this is just uh, some swerve shit and yeah. they they don't do this to him because he can speak English. I've seen him on Celtic Warrior workouts with Sheamus working out, doing his workout plan. He can speak English. He's just not very good. And then when you put the pressure on him, on uh, give him a live mic on live TV, yeah, you know, those, that'll make, that'll make, yeah. it will make me stutter. And I yeah. speak perfect English. So imagine somebody who English is their second language. So, yeah. And it, imagine those stupid WWE scripts where they give you your Oh my God. Yeah, don't even language. talk about those. So yeah, imagine so. Andrade struggling with that. I'm like, no, 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 give it to Selena. She can, she can cut a promo, you know? Yeah. So, Anyway. Good match. Great match. Yeah. Oh, great match. I would say that match. was a great match. Yeah. And that is how the pre-show ended. So we're going to start the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And we started the pay-per-view with uh, The New Day. New versus Day. The Revival in a ladder, uh, ladder match, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, the New Day did retain their titles. And this match was fire. A uh, hot opener. Uh, what could I say about this match? Kofi Kingston, my MVP for this match. I love, like me personally, I love the revival yeah. because they're not all about flippy shit. They're like old school heels. They don't give a they don't give a damn about flipping all over the place. They focus on the body part. They isolate you from your team, and they just do great heel old school '80s '90s tactics to win. And you don't need, and they tell a great story in a the ring. They're all about ring psychology, ring generalship. And I love these guys. And it's, then you got the New Day, who are uh, they jumping all over the place? They cater to the fans. They're just great baby faces. And Kofi was my MVP. You know, he did some crazy stuff. The beginning of this match was them just jumping on ladders. Then the revival took over and started using the ladder as a weapon. Uh, hit Biggie in the nuts a couple of times. Got to talk about those shoulder dives. I mean, he needs to stop doing those. They scare me every time that. Big ass 300 pound man <laughs> does a suicide dive on his shoulder. It scares the hell out of me. I just mm. hope he doesn't dislocate it and knock on wood, as my grandmama used to say. Hopefully, he doesn't dislocate it one goddamn day. But Kofi, you know, when they pushed the ladder off and he fell on the ropes, kept his balance, and then did the, the I guess it was a jump back DDT, and then he hit the trouble in paradise. Like that woke the crowd up. After yeah. that, after that point, the crowd was into the match. This match was great. Hot opener. Loved it. New Day retains. Can't say nothing bad about this. Alex, what you think? Overall, this was also another good match. It was a second um, match. I definitely New Day always impresses me. They always know how to get the fans involved in their matches. The Revival is also a phenomenal tag team match. Also, being heel. So no matter where they started, if they started as a as a starter of the show, they could have started in the middle or towards the end. They would have still had the fans actually engage in watching them. They they know what they're doing. You have Kofi that's always doing phenomenal stunts, standing on the rope, but he's always he's agile. Uh, <laughs> Matt athletic. Yeah. Kofi's not a young man. He's up there. Oh, you know, he's yeah, yeah. in his mid-30s, I think. <laughs> yeah, so he definitely does. He did a phenomenal job. They all four did, and I was very impressed with this match. And, yep, that was the second. Um, that was also a great match. So I definitely think that was the second good match for the night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I com- you guys have covered it all. <laughs> he's like, yeah, I okay, like, great. <laughs> uh, Big E took some some big bumps in this match he with the lattice but I was like damn like to to I mean it takes a skill to even take bumps like that so I'm like you know it and it really elevates the match to see someone you know going through punishment because this is table ladders and chairs you know so it's like this is the pay-per-view where you know there's going to be mayhem and carnage so you want to see some of that and this was a good way to kick off the show I mean 
you know, Kofi doing what he does and he's one of the best in the world by far. And, you know, he obviously we need uh, him to sort of, you know, keep up uh, his momentum in 2019 because what a 2019 he's had. Um, except for that one match with Brock Lesnar. That we shall not talk about. <laughs> Which we shall not talk about. Um, but yeah, I think Kofi shows why he's, you know, one of the best in the business. And um, yeah, I think uh, you're right. I think even um, the Revival are such a great tag team. So I just wonder where they'll go from here because now they've lost to New Day a few, few times now. Uh, so I want to see where what they do with them because they're so talented and they're so, um, you know, so... But all in all, what a great way to start the show. Good pre-show and, and a good start to the show. So, un, uh, up until now, TLC was going pretty great, right? Yeah. Uh, if you want to know where they go, look in about six months and uh, turn on AEW on Wednesday. You'll find, <laughs> a, you'll find a revival right there. Okay. So, I think we're all in agreement that that match was awesome. So, the next match, Alistair Black versus Buddy Murphy. Alistair Black wins, Black Mass, middle of the ring. This match is my match of the night, even over the latter match that we just talked about. And here's why. This match was all about striking. Now, not everybody can pull off this type of match. Alistair Black has a uh, uh, mixed martial arts background. Buddy Murphy is a phenomenal wrestler but probably can also beat your ass in a fight. These guys put on a different kind of match than everybody else. It was all about striking. It was all about, it was wrestling. It almost reminded me of Johnny Gargano and Alistair Black when he was at NXT. I really love this match because they just, it was striking, but, and you know, Vince McMahon hates striking and wrestling. I've, I heard that in multiple interviews about people that know Vince. He hates people that are striking wrestlers. He like, I don't know what it is about them, but he just hates it. Me, I love these two. These two guys are the future of Monday Night Raw. If they give Alistair Black, I almost feel bad because they weren't fighting for any reason. Like, hey, you're in a closet. I'll pick a fight with you. Okay, let's fight. Like, no, they like I almost wish this was built up by a legitimate story that these two had 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 because it. They put on that type of match. Like, not everybody can have this type of match and make it look good, make it sound good, but these two are fucking awesome. I love this match. It was my match of the night, the best match on the night. And I hope these two fight two more times. I hope Buddy Murphy fights him again and gets his win back. Then they have a third fight, and Alistair Black wins that one too. This match was great. What do you think, Alex? Um, It was a good match. I, I first, when I so I, I didn't understand what was the beef. <laughs> How this match? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, the beef was Alistair Black was in the closet, popping mm-hmm. shit. Buddy Murphy walked by the closet and said, hey, you want to fight? I'll fight you. Okay, great. When? TLC? TLC. Okay, good. That was the beef. It was like, <laughs> when I first saw they started be fighting each other because neither one lost against no one. So I thought that's how it all started. But when I looked into it, I said, I don't even remember these people even saying anything to each other. Um, the thing is, I under, I don't know if they're making Buddy Murphy lose. I guess if you see both of them matches, you notice they only fight regular people. They never like top wrestlers or people that we know, except Matt Hardy that he fought against. Yeah, they don't fight big names. You're right. They're not building them both. They're more so trying to build Alistair Black right now. Yeah, and which I don't think it's fair because I think they could also build Buddy Murphy when Buddy what Murphy... What happened to his push? I think... He, the, I mean, a month ago, he fought Brian, then he fought... Oh, uh, no, that, not Roman Reigns. He fought Brian, Roman yeah. Reigns, and then he like went back-to-back weeks, and then he just stopped getting pushed. That was like two yeah. months ago. What happened? And that's that what I'm saying. Down, yeah. like, it's like right now... And this is what I always say... Not to cut you off, Ari. And this is what I always say is that WWE sometimes put too many future superstars in their Raw ra- roster when they should put them in some in SmackDown because at least SmackDown, you'll see them grow and they can actually create a, some type of lane for themselves not competing with their main superstars in Raw. Uh, they Alex, can't. they got three hours. Alex? 
but they, they can do something with that. They got three yeah. hours. But you realize, yes, they have three hours. But if you look at their roster for that three hours, you see the same people wrestling every week. That's they the don't problem. push. They don't push nobody else. But in SmackDown, you see a little bit more of the faces because they feel like that's a B show. Or oh, let's start pushing people out. Let's push this person. Let's push that person to wrestle. Push that one. Something's gonna click. That's what SmackDown looks like. Let's throw stuff here. Let's throw that. Something's gonna click up in the air. But Raw, they like, well, this is our number one show. We need to put our main people, our main faces, our people who are actually bringing people to watch the show. When they don't realize they're burning certain these wrestlers, by the time we wanna see them, we don't care. So right now, that Buddy Murphy loss, that's it. When are we gonna see Buddy Murphy again? He's gonna start losing after this. Yeah, it I, sucks. I, I'm going to disagree a little bit with some of, I mean, most of it I agree with what you guys said. I think that um, both of these guys are so talented, but it's like, who will they go over? They can't go over Rey Mysterio, they can't go over AJ Styles, they can't go over... Um, Why know, not? Put them in meaningful films. Uh, you Why can not? say that, but I feel like it Buddy takes Murphy's a bit of nice. time. Alistair Black, I, I like, Alistair Black uh, is coming. He's going to be no, fighting I, those I know, top I, names I, soon. I'm a fan of both of them. Uh, obviously, this is one of those feuds which I think we'll see in the future again when they're much bigger stars. That's what I think. And this was the first of many, uh, hopefully, to come because this was one of the best matches of the night by far. And I've really enjoyed the wrestling style. I feel like so many wrestling matches, you can kind of see the smoke and mirrors, but when it yeah. comes to like the striking, I'm like, oof. Yeah, these guys told a great story. And it's like, yeah. you know it's going to hurt. Like Both of the, these men would be hurting <laughs> a lot after this match. And I don't envy them for that, but I feel like they put on a clinic, and they've been doing it every week. Every week, actually, up until this week, up until TLC, both of them have been getting wins individually. Although it's in against like not so big names, so it doesn't feel like a big deal. But both were on a bit of an undefeated run for a while, right before this match. So I felt like the build in terms of the probability of who's going to win was kind of equal. But just that it wasn't high profile, it wasn't the Roman Reigns, it wasn't Daniel Bryan. So it wasn't as much in our focus. And in a three-hour show, you beating someone who isn't that strong and looking good, it takes a time to build. And these guys are still early in their build, so I know these guys will become something if they if they keep building them correctly. But this was a great match. I want to see more of this in the future. I think both of them have a bright future if they can stay healthy and can stay focused and get a good push. Then Black has a broken nose so let's see how long that's gonna take him yeah yeah so what happened uh for those of you listening alistair black he was coming he was coming to i guess kick kick him and uh he was on buddy murphy was on the outside alistair black was going to kick him but he's he stopped the kick he uh like messed him up and then he threw he threw him off the apron into the steps but he really did hit the steps <laughs> like he didn't like kayfabe hit the steps he like hit the steps hit the steps so his nose is immediately broken he immediately you immediately saw the doctor go oh got the gloves because and you heard them talking to each other so but alistair black is a warrior he fought through it so he did break his nose but it's funny how we saw blood but we didn't see no blood during the actual tlc matches kind of crazy but mm. um you know how but, common yeah, it used he, to be to see blood, though? Huh? Do you guys remember how common it used to be for blood to be part of the wrestling? Like, almost every other pay-per-view, there was blood. It's which is funny now, how bro. we've kind of become <laughs> sens- sensitive towards it. Now it would be like, oh my god, blood. Like, even even us who've been watching uh, wrestling for a while, it's like, blood nowadays, unless it's part of the build of or really uh, necessary to the match... I feel like, you know, it is something that we're all a little more sensitive towards in these times with, you know, we want people to be taken care of. We don't want them to be treated like how CM Punk was, like, here, mm-hmm. just take a tablet and <laughs> go go, go for the European tour. Yeah. Um, Apparently, he was okay, so he fought through it, so. Yeah, I'm sure he's a fighter. He'll be back in no time. And plus, you so. know, a broken nose, you know, it's not as bad as some other things. You know, you break yeah. your leg, it's like, oh, it's over. But you break yeah. your nose, you could kind of... Breathe yeah, through your mouth like, and, and yeah. keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. We wish him a speedy recovery and we can... Or definitely do. So, yeah. after this, to me, this pay-per-view fell off the cliff right here. This is the peak. Everything else is downhill. So, the next, we had the Raw Tag Team Champion of Chin match between the 
Viking Raiders, aka War Raiders. I will always call them the War Raiders. Versus the OC. This shit ended in a double count out. This. Hmm. This doesn't deserve our review. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Um, I was bored. I was bored during this match. I love the War Raiders. I will always love the War Raiders because they are badasses. I even love the OC. I do. This match bored me, and the double count out was trash. That's yeah, all I have trash. to say. That's all I have to say. I think we should move on. I don't think this deserves. I mean, yeah, <laughs> and why the is... hell? Why the hell didn't anybody go through the damn ki- uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken table Yo, while, was... with all the chicken on it? They should have went through it with all the chicken on it. Why take the chicken off? I don't <laughs> know. That, that bugged me. I don't know. I don't think it was a bad, bad match. I don't think it fell there. And I think it was, there were certain moments that Absolutely. was entertaining. The ending sucked. That, that's what yes. took out of it. The ending was whack. Because I was like, okay, <laughs> count out. Because they were performing quite well, all four of them. I just didn't understand why it ended the way it did. Now listen, like, if Alex said it was whack, the ending, you know it was. Because she does not say anything bad about WWE. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it's to protect the OC from taking another loss because they've taken a lot of losses this year, I guess. But it's like, I mean, no, it's not going to hurt them. Um, I feel like we like decisive finishes unless it's like a, you know, really crazy interference and or a, like a wrestling wrestler returning after forever. It's a shock value. Unless it's something like that, I feel like uh, a double count out is like a cheap way of not giving anyone a loss and kind of getting it. The only reason I see a double count out to happen is that they both fall from on top of the ladder. Ladder or top of the cage onto us. Down by like three tables. They all fall. Or if it's with the big show and Brock Lesnar breaking the ring up. Yeah, that that makes sense. That that deserves I I don't want to see double counters on my pay-per-views, man. Yeah, it should be. If I'm paying for it, on regular TV, that's okay. On my pay-per-views, I want a winner and I want a loser. I don't want to see double counters. I don't want to see these qualifications. Somebody got to win, somebody got to lose. Unless it makes sense to the story and you have somebody, you got like a big return or something. Like, let's say somebody's out for months and then somebody comes back and messes up the match, but it's a highly anticipated return, really yeah. big superstar, then that makes sense. But a double count out just for the sake of it, because you don't want nobody to lose? Nah, son. Nah, son. Nah. So, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Um, continuing the boredom that I continue <laughs> to feel about this. <laughs> King Corbin versus the big dog, Roman Reigns. King mm-hmm. Corbin wins via pinfall with the help of... Uh, 100, 100 million people, and I counted uh, 15 or 16 big dog references from Michael Cole. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Uh, when this match came on, I went to go take a crap, oh, wow. and I saw the end of it, and I did not go back and rewatch it because I saw the highlights, and uh, yeah, boredom, boredom 2.0. I was bored. My wife was bored. And matter of fact, my wife fell asleep. That's how bored she was. And this, yeah, this did not, yeah, it was, this was just, it wasn't bad. It was just boring. Go ahead, Alex. Oh. I didn't think it was bad. Like, I don't think it was a bad, like, it wasn't. Okay, boring. review over. Let's go. <laughs> no, it wasn't boring. It wasn't. I, I was still entertained here. I think they both did. The only thing I wish that King Cobra did was use more tables and some more chairs and ladders. I think that's what that match was missing. They weren't actually physical using the table. And I think if there was more of it, I think it would be had more of the fans intrigued. It wasn't a bad match. I wasn't going to say, oh, my God, it was the best match of the night. (laughs) It was a decent match. I I call these matches the filler um, the bathroom break. Exactly. That's my wow. point. But it wasn't wow. bad. Like, it's one of those filler was... episodes that I could sit and watch. It, I, w- I wouldn't not be like, oh my God, I fell asleep. But it was one of those, uh, uh, do I have to go to the bathroom? Yeah, I could wait or I could go now. It's like in between those, I should go or should I not if go? you saying that about a match, that is bad. That is <laughs> not good. Uh, would you, would you ever... Would you ever say that? Would you ever say that? Would you ever say 
oh, do I got to go to the bathroom or should I not? If it was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker, would you ever say, you know what? I think oh, I got to go to the bathroom. Hard, I'm going to go. Would you, hard, ever say, uh, would you ever say that if CM Punk was fighting Daniel Bryan? Oh, I think no, I'll go to the no, bathroom. Go. No way. I'll hold it. No way. I'm going to go. You would never say that if it was them. Okay. Okay. Never. <laughs> if I had to give a number, this will be a five. That's bad. If you got a 50 on your test in school, you failed. It's 50 because they try to put the effort in there. They tried. They even put Dog Ziggler in there. Try to get the effort in there. But it wasn't. They couldn't nail it because I think there were certain things missing in this match. This rivalry could turn out to be good if they play it right. What do you think, uh, Aria? Jump in. Yeah, no, for me, it's like I didn't, I didn't hate it as much as you did. Um, I didn't hate it. I was just bored. No, I, I, I wasn't as bored as you were. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So it's like for me, it's like uh, I feel like what is underrated and that's sort of going under the radar a little bit is that if you guys remember when we all attended Raw together in Madison Square Garden, um, we all remember when uh, the real heat that we felt that as fans when we saw Bar- Baron Corbin um, come out. There was real heat. Like, people were genuinely... To his defense, not to cut you off, he did very well in that tournament, and I think that tournament, he shined the brightest out of all the superstars. To his defense. Absolutely. He was not That a tournament made him, made him legit. Like, he was legit. He wrestled well. He talked well. He got legit heat. That yeah. tournament helped him out. To, to I, his defense, go ahead. Agree. So, and, and and this was when we saw him at MSG. This was before the tournament had finished. It was still ongoing, yeah. and he was sort of making his way through. And none of us picked him to win. And at the time when he when he won, all of us called it a trash decision. It's like why Baron Corbin? None of us really. But the fact that he's really run with this King Corbin gimmick, and the fact that he actually dresses the part and actually. You know, is always in character, whether he's on WWE backstage or if he's wherever he's at, he's playing up his gimmick all the time. And he's always generating heat, saying things which are going to piss people off. So I feel like the fact that a heel is using everything he can to win, getting all of his lackeys to come out and interfere and, and doing everything, it's good storytelling. I feel like it's a classic heel move to do that. Uh, the fact that he's wanting to humiliate uh, the big dog. Uh, <laughs> And it is the big dog. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Roman can never use big dog seriously again in his career because I feel like I think 16 Corbin, or 17 big dog references. Jesus, I feel like no, that way I think, but you've got to give credit to King Corbin there. The fact that he's the fact that Roman used to call himself the big dog seriously for the longest time and no one really did anything about it. And things thing we have issues when people make fun of people's faces or their families or their wives or their girlfriends or whatever, but he's. All he's using is his own, you know, nickname or his own, um, you know, moniker against him, which is the least offensive thing, but really effectively against him. And I feel like none of us will take the word big dog seriously when it comes to Roman after this. So the fact that one wrestler can come about in a feud with Roman Reigns, who a lot of people have faced and actually change the the nature of the, the, the his character is pretty, pretty impressive considering Roman is pretty untouchable and he's he, you know he's had a uh, impressive year so i feel like I'm, I'm very impressed by king corbin i've got to give him props uh he does everything see some of the things don't hit right like when he brought out like a like a actual uh like someone in a dog costume a few weeks ago that that, that felt like hitters at that time so some of it was off but i i wasn't against the dog food thing i i felt like it genuinely was disrespectful i feel like a heel should genuinely make you hate them. The fact that actions should genuinely disrespect the... Um, and I feel like it, he gives me a lot of that. I feel like, um, you know, he gives me a vibe of like a R- Roddy Piper in a way that he's just... He's going to do stay in character throughout. He's going to demean the the baby faces throughout. And he doesn't mind getting punched here and there and can take a beating, you know? So I feel like... I feel like Baron Corbin deserves credit. Um, this... This I can see why people didn't like the match. I, I I wasn't the biggest fan, but I feel like his character development is highly underrated. It's going under the radar for everyone, and I want to say that Baron Corbin um, is genuinely um, he's one you know he's a proper heel. He's someone 
I could, we can all attest to the in-person gets the reactions from the crowd. It's not dead. It's not like, you know, Humberto Carrillo who comes out and <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Everyone has a reaction, you know, so. I think now to add something, King Gorbit did something that we, some of the fans who hate Roman, because yeah. there's fans that hate him, did something that the fans probably been wanting to do for a while by disrespecting him and feeling like he's considered being a big dog and how WWE loves to push him to mm. us as a baby face and trying to make him like the next John Cena. It's for the fans that don't like him, that was a satisfaction to see a heel do that to Roman. And it turned out to be a lot different. I did like the result to this because many times we see Roman get into a match, he Mm. wins all the time. Even Survivor Series, yeah. Yeah, Superman punches, the spears, it's Mm. always Roman is winning in almost all his pay-per-view matches. And I was... I wasn't overall happy with the match, but I was I did enjoy the ending of the match. I it like brawls. Yeah. yeah. It definitely showed me difference. It showed me that Roman could be disrespected and that a baby face can be squashed by a heel. And I do like King Cobra. I think he's a phenomenal heel. And I think if they keep on using him he like that, he'll he'll be successful as a heel. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, okay. So next. next we had uh, Bray Wyatt, the SmackDown champion. Uh, Universal. What is he? Universal, Universal title, right? Yeah. So Bray Wyatt, SmackDown Universal title, defense versus The Miz. Bray Wyatt wins. Now this is not the Fiend Bray Wyatt. This is actually regular Bray Wyatt. And <laughs> And okay, so wait, Alex actually called that out a few weeks ago. Um, I know, like she wouldn't take credit for this, but it's like if you guys were following us on Instagram, you would have known that, you know, Alex had actually called out the fact that the fiend. We don't have to see him as the fiend every time he performs, because we see the Firefly Funhouse and we see the actual the other Bray Wyatt, which is this funny, dorky, you know, TV show presenter for like a kids show, you know. Um, so I feel like it was a surprise. I don't think any of us saw that. So I'm, I'm going to give props to Alex for predicting that uh, months ago. Um, it's a, you know, really spot-on prediction there. Yeah, I, I and it's funny because I, I was having a moment. I said, man, we should delete that from that episode. <laughs> so I don't know what it was I talking about. And I think it was phenomenal. I think not to cut you off um, about oh, how to match. Don't. But I think separating Bray Wyatt, giving Bray Wyatt his own title, he has mm. the blue one, and you have Fiend with the other, his own title with his face on it, it kind of separates the identities of both of them, like an alter ego. And what was giving me vibes of, remember when Undertaker once came back, back in the days, back, back when there was two Undertakers? Yeah. And they were like um, yeah, I remember that. So that's what's, what's giving me. It's giving 95, me this, this idea that most likely, who knows, is there believe his brother dressing up like on the fiend on that part <laughs> of the screen to kind of do that double, to kind of have that having the double people in it. But I think it was phenomenal. Yeah, separate both of them because you have the real dark, dark evil a statistic, very powerful, like the thing. And then you have Bray Wyatt that's more jokey and trying to um, warn his enemies. Don't get me to the point that the thing comes out <laughs> and gives it like a very yeah. funny vibe, but gives you that dark side, that crazy local side of him. So I definitely did enjoy the, the fact that Bray Wyatt came out with the firehouse theme and he was so happy and he was waving his hands and it was just overall I did enjoy this whole coming out and I did like the beginning of the vibrary what they were trying to do even though they did it kind of last minute it would have been dope if they would have started after Survivor Series with The Miz and created this storyline starting from there to now and kind of give it a long extended um, beef 
because the Miz, having Miz come out and having a different side of the Miz and actually involving his wife and his kids, I thought it was very creepy to have the dolls involved into this. So I definitely liked the storyline. I wish the storyline was longer, not as short as in the last minute they did. It would have been pretty awesome. And I, you know, I wasn't really super happy with the ending of this match. I feel like ex- expecting more. Um, but I did like how um, Daniel Bryan came out. He had the short haircut. It was like the yes movement um, evolved again. And we saw a younger Daniel Bryan ready to kick some butt. And I like how he disappeared um, pretty wide too. So it wasn't a bad match. There were certain things I wish they would have fixed. But I definitely did like how Bray Wyatt came out. They came out, gave him a different... Two sides. They gave the fans two different um, two Bray Wyatt's to expect. I hope they continue using that, but in a great way and in a great advantage because I think the fans are getting a little tired of the fame, I guess because of what happened with Seth Rollins. That kind of messed up the fame's character of where it could have been up here. It kind of went to the middle because of what WWE did with Seth Rollins and just making Seth Rollins doing a KO it was very stupid, and I think by bringing the um, Bray Wyatt, regular funny Bray Wyatt out, would kind of balance it out and kind of give the fans that little bit of both. So I think it wasn't that bad. I think it was a good introduction of that character to be actually performing in this match. Hmm. I agree with everything you just said. So this match, to me, is I loved it and I hated it. Now, bear with me. I'm going somewhere with this. Mm-hmm. So, I love the build to this match. I'm yeah. going to try... You know, Isaac always talks about how me and him used to have these mid-show rants where one of us just goes off on a tangent for a minute and a half. I'm not going to do that. I promise. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. So, I love the build to this match. The Miz is great. Uh, the Miz is great. Maurice is great. The little baby pointing to the doll... Uh, saying the doll came out of nowhere in Miz's house that he just brought. Congrats to him. Awesome. So I love the fact. I love the fact, like you said, that they didn't have the fiend. They had regular Bray Wyatt come out with the nice bubbly music, Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt. That's what I call him. So they had Mr. Ro- Mr. Rogers Bray Wyatt come out. Uh, he's dapping up fans. He's like, hi, hi everyone. You know, it's awesome. <laughs> to me, I went into this not knowing what to expect. And to me, I like that. Just like when The Fiend came out for the first time, I didn't know what to expect when he fought Finn Balor. The entrance, everything was awesome. So he comes out. He does his thing. He's high, everybody. He proceeds to, like, just be bubbly. The problem I have with this match is The Miz. Now, Alex, you are you have a family. Aria, I'm sure... You will have a family one day. I have a wife. Cool. If somebody <laughs> put... You see where I'm going. That's why you're laughing. Mm. If somebody mm. put a fucking doll in my fucking kid's crib and was in <laughs> my house mm. and I had a match with them, do you think that I would put on a stupid fucking robe with a stupid fucking glasses and stupid fucking headband, do a stupid fucking pose. This guy's going to come to the ring, wave hi everyone and stand on the fucking announcer's table and I'm going to let him stand there in a fucking blood feud? Are you kidding me? He's dead. He's fucking dead. There's no way he was in my house in front of my kid. You're crazy. There's no way. There's no way the Miz should have allowed him to do his end. I would have met him at the ramp. There's (laughs) no way. And I hated that about Mm. this match. There's no way you're in a blood feud. Who books this shit? You're in a blood feud. The dude was in your house. You said, this is the most important match of my life. He's messing with my family. If that's the truth, you ain't acting like it. You're acting real soft. Because I'm sure if that was Alex instead of The Miz and somebody had a fucking doll 
in one of her kids' cribs, Alex would have been at the ramp with the shoddy, like, let's go. <laughs> so don't tell me that this is your most personal match of all time, but you allow this guy to come make a fucking entrance and you don't do shit about it. Get the fuck out of here. Excuse my cursing. I know I'm cursing a lot. I know Alex don't like the cursing that much. I'm sorry. But I had to get this shit off my chest because it makes no sense. Now, as far as character work, I love the character work by Bray Wyatt. He's sitting there just laughing. Yeah, I'll break my hand. I don't care. Yeah, you're hitting me. And he snaps out of it and he chokes the Miz and he's like, and then he goes back into it and he's like, okay, wait, where am I? Okay, like, we can talk about this. I love that aspect of it. The Miz trying to, I'm going to beat you up. Like, it was so fucking phony. It, just, uh, it was trash. Like, The Miz, I, I love The Miz. The Miz gets a lot of hate. I love The Miz. But his role was fucking trash. It should have been better. It should have been more intense. He should have been after it. I love the fact of uh, The Miz trying to be, you know, angry, but he just did a poor job of doing it. Love the ending. Uh, Bray Wyatt beats him. Sister Abigail outside. Throws him in the rain. Sister Abigail, one, two, three. Get him out of here. Then, Daniel Bryan comes back. Has a hood on, so you can't really see who he is. We all know who it was, but you, you can't really see who he is. Comes out. Then he proceeds to kick Bray Wyatt's God-living ass all over. But wait, I skipped over a whole part, though. But before I do that, before I get to the part where the end of the match is, and we could talk about the end of the match and what you guys like, Arya, jump in. I don't want to keep going on a tangent. Yeah, I would have kept going. But at yeah, least not myself. You. What did you think of the match, Arya? Yeah, no, I think uh, I hadn't seen that. I, I, I mean, it bothered me a little bit with the starting of the match to see, like, Bray Wyatt get on, get on the table and the Miz just looking. Uh, to be fair, Miz did have, like, a very angry look. What? But that was about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, he did. He did have angry. So it's not like he was smiling or he was just like facing. Oh, yeah. So he he didn't. That's a bad he didn't. Alex, have the you got a family. You, we're here. You got a family. You know. You know what I'm talking about. Alex 